0: Show number twenty eight of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. <laughs> song about what's his name um alexander <laughs> something like that did i ring in fast enough alexander you know what it actually Alexa- what it reminds me of you probably never watched this but there was a um uh, a japanese an animated japanese show that they used to put on when we were kids called gigantor i remember it i don't remember seeing it, it though. the theme song sounded a lot like that <laughs> gigantor. gigantor yes you're right Oh, this is show 28.
1: This is show 28. Welcome, welcome. I'm welcome.
0: And um, We just spent a lot of time looking at his butt. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. It was a... Look at his butt-a-thon. It, it was. was a festival. It was a
0: butt-fest.
1: Total butt-fest. It was a butt-fest. His butt was a-crackin'. <laughs> to catch everybody up, way back in a really early show, we talked about Alexander <laughs> the Great, the movie Shatner did. TV pilot, actually, mm-hmm. in 63, and um, we pointed you to a review of it at Television Without Pity. It was Agony
0: Booth, actually. Agony Booth, yeah. you're right,
1: Agony Booth, sorry. Um, and they had an incredible screen cap. Yeah, great screen cap. Of his butt, Yeah, which was wonderful. And their review of it, I realized while I'm reading it, had a lot of scenes that the video I have of it doesn't, show mm-hmm. and i have it on two i have two different videos of it really bad quality and then we found out recently that you could get it on dvd mm-hmm. from from dvd <laughs> and uh, they friends. were nice enough to provide us with a copy our new best friends. our DVD-trod. new best friends dvd <laughs> and uh and it has all those scenes of uh, you know, it, him lifting a wagon and being injured. And, and it is much better quality than the video. It's still not great. It's not it's crystal better, clear. It's better. But um, to fill everybody in, I want to read you a little bit about what it says in the Shatnerica about this. This was a one-hour TV pilot starring Shatner. It sat on the shelf in the NBC TV network vaults until January 26, 1968, when it earned a one-time only airing in the wake of Star Trek's success. Mm-hmm. So all those uh, videotapes that are out there that are copy of a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy obviously came from that in some way. Mm-hmm. And somebody finally has transferred it to DVD, mm-hmm. and they had either a better copy of a copy
0: than we did, or they did some cleanup. It looks pretty good. We also spent a little time talking about whether it was in color or black and white, and I think it was originally in color. It now looks Mm sepia-toned because the film is probably so faded, and then the copies of copies have degraded it even further. I was just looking at... um, So I flipped over to Agony Booth here, right? and I wanted to see... See, I can't tell if they're capping... Is in black and white or what? Like he may have just made it black and white because yeah. this looks like a lot less color than our version that we just right. watched. Right, you're right. right there. There.
1: But Bill looks so gorgeous in this. Oh. His body is probably the most beautiful it has ever been. Oh. He is so beautifully uh, muscled and fit. Thighs, oh my god! <sighs>
0: Butt, biceps, oh. everything. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Shaved chest, of course. Shaved chest, yes. And a blonde wig, not not a bad blonde wig. It looks a little overly
1: sprayed. Mm -hmm. Um, Adam West is also in this as Cleander. Yes. And uh, here's what Adam West has to say, and this comment has given rise to a lot of speculation among fans. He says, it just didn't work. The audience in Madison Avenue just weren't ready for orgies, with Shatner and West lying there on their backs eating grapes with belly dancers beside them. Now, this has caused a rumor that there was an actual, like, orgy mm-hmm. scene in this. Well, I think we saw it. There was no orgy. Well, it, well, there was, you know, the the, the princess doing this mm. pole dance without a pole, <laughs> and all the other guys laying around with beautiful women mm. on couches going, ah, blah, 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 you know, hey, baby, $10, whatever.
0: And that was the orgy scene, uh-huh. I think, quote-unquote. Yeah, I mean, come on. There was no orgy scene. They wouldn't have done that in 66, you know. 63. 63, no. No. Just, no. no. <laughs> but, folks
1: you got to get this. If you're a Shatner fan, you need this. You need it on DVD. You
0: go to DVD Tribe and buy it. And buy it, it, it's buy, so it
1: buy it, buy um, it. I also want to read you um, Shatner's comment mm-hmm. on this. The nine months I spent working on Alexander the Great came in handy for Star Trek. Captain Kirk is, in many ways, the quin- quintessential hero. And the Greek heroes in literature have many of the same qualities I wanted to explore. Mm-hmm. And in, in other uh venues I've seen him draw the connection between Alexander and Kirk, also saying you know that he he worked and built his body up so he could look good as mm-hmm. Alexander, and that resulted in the body that he had for star trek and i I do think there's a real
0: connection oh, yeah there. yeah well he he obviously he shines in that leadership role you know where he He's the guy that everybody looks up to. He's He does everything well. Mm-hmm. You know? He's, he's the fighter. He's the wrestler. The he's lover. He's the lover. He's the diplomat. I mean, he just... He's the guy. He's the god. I, well, and it's also
1: interesting. We were noting that... Um, he brings a very modern sensibility to yeah. his line readings. He reads it very casually. Mm-hmm. And, and by casually, I don't mean sloppily. I mean in a natural speech cadence. Mm-hmm. And the rest of them are all, Yes, my lord, the Persia- Persians approach. you know. And Bill's like, Okay, where are the Persians? Yeah. You know, <laughs> just uh, it, it makes this sort of thing, costume drama, trek drama, mm-hmm. all those things, I think more accessible mm-hmm. to just, you know, Joe and Jane sitting on the couch mm-hmm. watching the show. He's got a real... Gift for portraying heroes as down-to-earth people without taking away from them, mm-hmm.
0: without de-heroizing mm-hmm. them. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's it's too bad he, well, some of the parts of the script were very badly written where it, it was just, you know, crappy exposition and plot setting up and stuff that he had to plow through. I mean, there was that one scene where he's giving orders to all his generals. and <laughs> so It was like, come on, you know, you know, you, do this. You, do that. You, go over there. This, that, that. We're going to <laughs> and to he's sound. just Started. Yeah, laughing Yeah, just around. spitting it out, spitting it out. That was
1: really bad. Well, I like the scene after the forced march, where he's the exposition cop. Right. to being leader <laughs> of the army, and he goes, all right, we have just marched for two days. Thank you. <laughs> now let's That's so much classier than putting something on the screen that says, two days later.
0: <laughs> and now I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in the next 15 minutes yep. of the movie. <laughs> So you can go out and bake some popcorn. <laughs> Um, and you know, I I wonder um how how different this would have been. Some of the actors that he was working with were um pretty good. You know, his co-star, so Adam West, who was always sort of just Adam West. Yeah, Joseph Cotton was good in yep. in what he did. John Cassavetti was was not a very good actor in this, you know, really pretty much over the top. And then there were, um, Simon Oakland who didn't have a lot to do. And there was another guy in there who was actually in Star Trek. I can't remember what his name was. He was, he played, um, he, he, you know, he's a character actor. He was in a lot of TV. You wonder, um, if they, if this had turned into a TV series, who would they have cast next to him as, the second-in-command, because Joseph Cotton gets killed. Oh, I think in the
1: intent there was Adam West. Adam West,
0: do you think so? I think so. I wonder if they would have kept him. I mean, it's, it's it would seem Shatner is so dynamic in this that they would have tried to cast somebody a little more... Um, James Spade or Leonard Nimoy. Maybe. I don't know. I was <laughs> going to say a little more vibrant in that role, just as a contrast mm. to him. That would have been, it would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. Adam West isn't what I would consider, you know, one of the top dramatic actors. No.
1: But, you know, watching this, I was just going... Bill must have just had the time of his life filming oh, totally. this. Totally. It's so much action. Mm-hmm. I believe he did all his own stunts. Oh, yeah. Jumping on and off of horses mm-hmm. and fighting with swords and showing off your butt in your Wrestling underwear. and
0: kissing beautiful women uh, yeah. and barking out orders. Oh, oh yeah.
1: And, I, and according to Shet and, Erica and I asked this while we were watching, where was this film? Mm-hmm. Because the horses really take a beating in this. Yeah. I and mean, that's kind of painful to watch. It was filmed in Utah. Mm-hmm. So... We're surmising that at that time in
0: '63, you could use trip wires. On yeah, because it sure looked like it. Oh yeah, yeah. pretty bad. But yeah, there. So how long did he say they were filming it? Nine months. Well, I think a lot of that time
1: was like prep. prep. Yep. And watching this, this battle scene. Okay, maybe they went all out for their um, their pilot. But this would have been awfully expensive as a as a how could they weekly have done series this? Yeah. if it was going to be. You know, about these wars against the Persians and everything. I mean, it's not Alexander sitting in the palace and, you know, getting blowjobs and stuff. I mean, this is a lot of action, and that's expensive.
0: Absolutely. Oh, this is good. Did you see... But um, they did
1: save on uh, costumes by making all the skirts (laughs) as short as possible. Anybody who thinks Helen Noel's skirt is short has got to take a look at Bill's in Alexander (laughs) the Great. Whoa, those two could go cheek to cheek.
0: And and as we observed before, he's wearing lovely little tighty-whities. They're yes. so tight on his little butt. And they ride up. They, they give ride him a wedgie. Up. He's got a wedgie. You can see nice cheekage. It's great. Yes. It's great.
1: It's fantastic. And I'll see the skirt is so short. I said at one point, how can we not see his dick? He's got it, like, tucked away, like hiding his candy like a drag queen or something because... There's just no way. They could never have filmed this weekly with Bill. Oh, no. Seeing how he was in Star Trek, where we could see the outline uh-huh. in the pants, it would be peeking out from
0: under the skirt. Well, you know, the thing is, if if they had filmed it and he had an EVE, it would have been poking the skirt up. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been walking around with this... Ba-boom, ba-boom. <laughs> oh, God, I know what I'm dreaming about tonight. <laughs> A little skirt bouncing around. <laughs> Um, did you see Oliver Stone's Alexander? Uh, no. Okay. Well, neither did I. I was <laughs> just kind of wondering as a point of comparison. I'm sure it sucks. I'm sure it sucked too. Yeah. Um, this was probably better. As bad as this was, <laughs> this was probably.
1: Well, better. I'll tell
0: you what. I know this is better
1: than because yeah. I actually now have seen maybe forty five minutes of it. Yeah. Is the Brad Pitt Troy? Oh, oh. But I, I got to tell you that I did managed to totally blow away my husband and my in-laws yeah. when this came on TV. And they dragged some girl on screen right near the beginning. And before she says anything, they said, well, who is that? Mm-hmm. And I said, that's, oh, now I'm blanking on her name. <laughs> the, the, the priest's daughter that they give to um, Achilles you don't know? No. Well, I know this stuff. And <laughs> now I'm blanking and I sound like an idiot. And they went, how do you know this stuff? And I said, I've read the Iliad. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm filling them in on plot points. <laughs> Her name starts with a C. <laughs> Cassandra? No, uh-huh. no. She's, she's but here's where I really won the points. Okay. If somebody said something like, oh, w- 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 what is she Agamemnon's second daughter's maid or something. And I said, you know, I do know the name of Agamemnon's <laughs> second daughter. It's Iphigenia. <laughs> but that shut him up for for a good long time. So that was good.
0: Okay, I've just looked up Troy on IMDB. Do you want to look at the cast here? Yeah. Oh, I want to look at the character
1: names is what it yeah. is. Yes.
0: Scroll down some more. Which, Briseis. Briseis. You said C.
1: Well, I was close. C. <laughs> B, C. Briseis. I knew it when it was important to know it, <laughs> when I needed to get a little respect in my own house.
0: Well, you know, I would never have known that. And Iphigenia,
1: oh, yeah. I mean, boy, that's a name. That's
0: a, that's a great name. Yep. I think they called her Iffy for short. Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You think I make this stuff up? <laughs> if a Janaya, yeah. okay, yeah, that works. She'll have her own series.
0: That was good. You know, I have to look up Alexander the Great here. You okay. know, I am um, while I'm doing this. Every time we see this, I I cannot help but think of um, the Monty Python sketch where um, Michael Palin plays Alexander the Great, except he's called Mister A T Great. <laughs> And he said he's he's the guy that talks like this, <laughs> and he comes to the police station to give himself up to for all the crimes that he's committed and he turns out i I can't remember is he come in as maybe he comes in as mr a t hun And then it turns out he's actually Mr. (laughs) Mr. A.T. Great. Or maybe it's the other way around. Well,
1: whenever I have to, like, write about (laughs) it in email, like, to you, Uh I always write Alex T. (laughs) Great. You know who I mean. (laughs) Of course. Or A.T.G., like, those are his initials. But anyway, I, I yeah, You know what that reminds me of? <laughs> okay, from the sublime Monty Python to the ridiculous Beverly Hillbillies. Uh-huh. Remember there was an episode once where some woman was coming by and the banker was trying to impress on them that she's really important. And her name was something like Rebecca Smith. And they go, do you know who's coming by? The Rebecca Smith. <laughs> and Jed goes, unusual first name, the... <laughs> And I always think of that whenever someone
0: does that. That's very So what does it say here? Oh, I'm just looking. So now we're looking at IMDB for um, Mr. A.T. Great. And uh, it doesn't actually have a whole lot of information. Maybe we should send him a review. Yeah, maybe we should because I I don't see it. There's like no comments or anything. I'm surprised that they don't have a little more information on it.
1: Really? Slackers.
0: Yeah. Um, There's some trivia, but it's not anything... um, that we hadn't already said right. about it. Well, we're going to be putting up some more screen
1: caps. The link to DVD Tribe is on the website. Yes. And like I say, they've got a treasure like this. They've probably got a lot of other really good stuff. So mm-hmm. do do check them out. Give them your business.
0: Yeah.
1: This this is wonderful. Because honestly, if you're a Shatner fan and you go, oh, I saw it on video. I know I've seen all the scenes. Mm-hmm.
0: It's still better on DVD. It's yeah. not crystal clear, but... It's better. It's, it's d- better. It's definitely better. And um, if I have the time, I might try and do a little um, color adjustment on those screen caps. We'll see. If, we'll see if my talent is up to it. I have sort of negative level creativity, <coughs> so we'll see. Um, okay. Did we have anything else to say about Mr. At? Great. Not right now. Let's just um, do a musical break. Okay.
1: And come we'll back with we'll, all other. We'll come back with more. Creamy, stuff. crunchy, trek goodness. <laughs>
0: Okay, gang, you know the drill. Send us email at lookathisbutt at gmail.com. Leave comments at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. We want to hear from you, and you know we're going to read your email on the show. This entire podcast recorded on an Apple PowerBook with GarageBand.
1: T-T-S-S-F-F-E-E-N-A
0: Access, Access The Sci-Fi Podcast Network has collected together some of the best science fiction, fantasy, and gaming podcasts out there. The Sci-Fi Podcast Network has a lot of great programming that you might be missing. The goal of this podcast is to showcase some of the great shows available on the network so that you don't miss out on all the fun. Each episode will contain an interview with a TSFPN podcaster and clips from their show. I'll also play some of the fun, funny, and cool clips from some of the other TSFPN shows from this week. To start listening to TSFPN Sci-Fi Access, just visit TSFPN.com. This is a new segment called The Good the The bad bad
1: and the wacko.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We said before that we wanted to start recommending, um, good fan fiction to you guys. And we have some really wonderful fan fiction to, to recommend here.
1: Um, what we want to recommend right now is a series of TOS stories that I think are probably about the best TOS posted to the web in the past two years. And it's a, Series, some of them a little longer, but most of them are very short. Most of them Drabbles, mm-hmm. which is a 100-word story. Written by Lyra Star, or is it Lyra Star? I think it's probably Lyra Star. Lyra Star. And it's a series called Kissing Captain Kirk. <laughs> and I have to tell you, it is so remarkable. It is such a, a brilliant idea. It is so well executed, and I am so jealous I did not write it. What she did was she set out to write a little story about everyone who has kissed Captain Kirk and what it's like. And there's some speculation, so some of them are slashy. And some of them, you know, we never actually saw on screen. Mm-hmm. Some of them are very funny. Some of them are very touching. Mm-hmm. And if you have been cruising around the net lately looking at Trek fiction, you'll know that just about almost everything that's posted is a drabble. Mm-hmm. And most of them are not good because the whole point of the drabble in the eyes of many writers, is to get a hundred words. And so they're like jokes without punchlines or, or little things without a point. And Lyra totally overcomes that, Lyra does. It hurt, and as I said, some of the stories are funny, some of them are serious, some mm-hmm. of them are, are spooky. Mm-hmm. They're they're moving. Um, and we're going to post the link, but I want to read you please, one of my absolute favorites. Again, this is one of the drabbles, so it's not mm-hmm. going to take long. This is um, Kissing Captain Kirk. The point of view is James Kirk in Turnabout Intruder. "'I'm glad you're feeling better, Dr. Lester,' Nurse Tan said to her patient. From his place inside the woman's body, Kirk forced Janice Lester's face into a tight smile. Nurse Tan glanced around sickbay, then bent down and whispered conspiratorially, "'Can I ask you something?' They say you and the captain used to be an item. Kirk nodded Lester's head. So, what was it like being with Captain Kirk? Kissing him or even Tan blushed? Now, for the first time since the transference, Janice's face broke into real, unbridled delight. Just between you and me, nurse... He was absolutely fan-fucking-tastic.
0: I love that. That's great. I, I love those wonderful. stories. Wonderful. She's so good with that format. Really, really, really good with yes. that format. Yeah. And when
1: you go to her website, she's written a huge number of stories. Mm-hmm. I haven't read them all. But... Um, the Kissing Captain Kirk just it, it totally caught my attention, you mm-hmm. know, when it showed up on ASC, because with a title like that, of course mm-hmm. I have to read it. And these stories inspired several other writers, myself included, to contribute or
0: mm-hmm. write their own
1: sort of Kissing Captain Kirk variations. It's, it's just wonderful. It's, yeah. this, is, this is fanfic you really ought to read, because the other thing it really demonstrates is something most fanfic writers and i think most real ri- real writers cannot mm-hmm. do which is to show a broad range someone who can handle both comedic mm-hmm. and serious and mm-hmm. and work with the language and work within these confines and then break them when she had a story that needed to be told in a longer format it's told that way mm-hmm. it just they're brilliant yeah
0: and i think for people who haven't read a lot of fanfic. These stories are good because they're they're so short. They're only 100 words, so you can read, you know, one of them or two of them or, or a bunch of them and not feel like, oh, now I have to make this commitment to read some long story, right. you know. They're little little bite-sized chunks. They're really nice. And the nice thing was when she was first posting them, she was posting them one at a time mm-hmm. as, they, as
1: they came up, like there was one a day for a while. And it was wonderful. I was just always looking forward to what's the next mm-hmm. one going to be, who's she going to do next, and it was, oh, just, it, it, I remember that being a, a really... Really happy time. I think it also gives you an idea of how wonderfully speculative fanfic mm-hmm, can be. Some mm-hmm. of the places she takes this stuff
0: is yeah, really amazing. It's great. Yay. So
1: very, very strong wreck for those. Yeah.
0: Now, that was the good. The good. <laughs> now, here comes here comes the bad. Um, there was a story that we ran into, we collided with, some years ago, that's really bad. And the plot of the story... It's a KS story. No, there, it's but, not. Oh, okay. It's a Spock oh. Christine story. It is. Okay. It is. Okay. I wouldn't lie to you. Okay. But but there's a, a Kirk Spock thing going on in the story. Unacknowledged. Unacknowledged. It's there. And now I'm going to describe this and everybody who's listening is going to go, you are so lying. There is no story like this. <laughs> but I'm, I'm telling you, this is the story. Kirk's in a coma. I just almost spit
1: on my screen, and I know it's coming up. This is completely unfair. Wait okay. a minute. Food and beverage alert. Set it all aside, people.
0: Kirk's in a coma. <laughs> I don't remember why he's in a coma. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Spock, McCoy, Bad and, fan and, fan and Nurse ben. Chapel um, are worried about him for about 75 pages. <laughs> I swear, it just goes on and on and on. And then it's Christmas. (coughs) (laughs) And And there's pirates. (laughs) Space pirates. I love space pirates. And then they went to the space carnival. No, 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 no. (coughs) Then it's Christmas. (coughs) And they want to try to bring Kirk out of the coma. Apparently he's better or what, but his brain isn't working. So they're trying to figure out how to bring him out of his coma And the way they decide to do this. If you get these words out, you're better than I am. They decide to go Um. to (laughs) the sick bay and stand around him while he's lying there in a coma in in festive outfits and sing Christmas carols. And they decorate. And they decorate. And Spock plays some musical instrument, banjo or whatever. The Vulcan banjo. (laughs) He plays angels we have heard on the the Vulcan banjo. But the best part about it is that he dresses up like an elf. So allow me just to read this description. It's very short. Uh, Okay. Four hours later, the three of them got ready to go spend Christmas Eve with Kirk. For the first time, Spock rummaged through the clothes in his dresser drawers to find something other than his usual Vulcan clothing to wear. For Christmas and for Jim, in case he finally became able to see Spock, that was a weirdly constructed sentence, the Vulcan wanted to be wearing something else. (laughs) Something seasonal. Something his captain would recognize, yet something Terran in style and construction. Mistletoe? (laughs) He eventually settled on something Kirk had helped him purchase shortly before their first Christmas on the Enterprise after the V'ger mission. A okay, wait. Men going shopping together <laughs> for clothes. I'm telling you, this is a gay KS story. It's a can <laughs> story. A dark green velvet tunic and slacks set trimmed in white and silver artificial fur. Okay, i got to say something. Wait, wait. Can I read the next sentence? Okay. He was certain Jim would remember it. <laughs> Okay, you know what? What? Even the Grinch couldn't pull
1: off
0: that <laughs> outfit. I think and he had Dr. Seuss working with I him. think he looks kind of like a pimp elf. <laughs> 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 with the artificial fur. <laughs> you know? Does it say it's
1: artificial fur? It
0: says it right here. Trimmed in white and silver. Artificial fur. Okay. Right there. All right. And then... Oh, and Christine is not wearing French cut blue panties. <laughs> She's wearing... The same one piece pantsuit she's been wearing all day. Mildly dressy, but hardly suggestive of a Christmas party. She has no taste in clothes. Really? And then. Um, What's
1: McCoy wearing, Gary? Oh,
0: oh, McCoy's wearing um gray sweater and black jeans. I don't really see McCoy in jeans, but, you know. This is Christmas? This is Christmas.
1: Do they first
0: stop laughing
1: when Spock
0: comes in? Because this
1: really sounds like one of those fish-out-of-water <laughs> Spock stories.
0: Um, <clears throat> the sight of Spock in Christmas attire brought an immediate response from McCoy. How in the world did it occur to you to bring that, he demanded in surprise. I thought you had no intention of taking part in any Christmas celebrations. That's what he says. So, I just want to, so, here we go. Um, Kirk's pillows had been repositioned so that he could sit up in bed, even though he's in a coma. And the Christmas lights had been turned (laughs) on. (laughs) And then um, they're talking to him. And um, then Spock says some some words. Um, He says, here, I'll read this. Spock sat down reluctantly in McCoy's place, positioning his harp in his lap and reaching reaching to lay a hand softly on Kirk's forearm. Jim, it is I, Spock. I am with you, as I said I would be. As Dr. McCoy says, it is Christmas Eve. I, I know you would not wish to miss the holiday. Your room has been decorated. There is even a tree. And I know you enjoy hearing me play Christmas carols on my Vulcan harp. Okay, does Babe Ruth come in and promise to hit a home run <laughs> for him next? Listen, Jim, I can play your favorite one. Releasing Kirk's arm, Spock slowly began to play Angels We Have Heard on High, gradually focusing all his attention on Kirk as he watched the human for a response. And then they all start singing.
1: And, and this is like the 23rd century Make-A-Wish Foundation. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, so okay. so then, after we all got done laughing ourselves to death, rolling around on the floor and coughing and everything. Then what happened? Tell them. Well, when
1: life gives you fanfic lemons, <coughs> you you make piss. Yeah, <laughs> you uh, make lemonade. And so Lena and I came up with a game called "The Comatose Waking the Comatose Captain." Yes, and we were going to come up with a hundred and one holiday ways <laughs> to wake a comatose captain. Right. We, didn't get, we, ran out, we ran out of ideas. We only came up with like 40 or so. Really? So this is your homework. you got to give us the rest of the holidays and how you would wake him. But we're going to get you started by reading the list uh-huh. of the, ways, the holiday ways to, to wake, wake the, the comatose, comatose captain. captain. Okay. So we're just going to take turns reading these. The first one you have just, of course, heard is Christmas. Have Spock dress like the Grinch and sing a carol, accompanying himself on the Vulcan lyre, while McCoy and Chapel adorn sickbay
0: in traditional Christmas decorations. That was the story. The next one is New Year's Eve. Put a party hat on him and blow a noisemaker in his face while shouting, Captain, there's a silly hat on your head. Happy New Year. Wakey, wakey. President's Day. Put a tricorn hat on him. (laughs) Halloween. Paint his
1: face. Fourth of July. Put a sparkler in his palsied hand.
0: (laughs) Easter. I can't read it. I forgot I wrote these. It's such a long time ago. For Easter, paint stigmata on his hands and feet. Wrap him in a shroud. (laughs) And wait for him to wake up on on Easter morning.
1: (laughs) Mayday. Inject him with Viagra and skip around the
0: Maypole, which is festooned with ribbons. Good Friday, which is Birching Day in Sweden. Give him butt stigmata. <laughs> Devil's Night. TP him. <laughs> Guy Fawkes Day. Make an effigy of him and parade him around the ship, then burn him in, <laughs> burn him in sick bay. <laughs> the smoke might wake him up, or the water when the sprinklers go on.
1: Thanksgiving. Dress him like a pilgrim. Then, Spock can dress up like an Indian, sit by his side, and sing <laughs> hymns. That one came from our good
0: friend Wildcat. <laughs> St. Patrick's Day. Pump him full of green beer until he pukes. Oops. Now we need to scroll. I know. I know. <clears throat> Oops. Oh, no, that's oh, perfect, perfect. Perfect. Gay Pride Day.
1: Put him in the San Francisco parade as one of the Sisters of Perpetual Angst. His
0: birthday. Blow out his candle. Arbor Day. Plant him. <laughs> Sadie Hawkins Day. Have Janice Lester pay a visit and demand to be the captain. Bring your children to work day. <laughs> Nuff said. Labor Day. Tell him he has to go to
1: bed early because tomorrow's a school day. And then we have no more. We have all these holidays. Valentine's Day, Mardi Gras, Father's Day, Mother's Day. Any holiday you want.
0: Pick a holiday. Pick
1: a holiday. And how do we wake up the comatose captain? How do we captain? wake
0: the comatose captain? Those were so funny. Gosh, that was a long time ago when we wrote that, wasn't it? Was. It was. It was a very long years time ago. And years ago. Those were great. Yep.
1: <laughs> so now you know a little more about fanfic and the fun you can have with it. Yeah. Because you can have fun with good fanfic and you can have fun, fun with, with
0: bad, bad fanfic. Bad fanfic. You know, one of the best things about bad fanfic is making fun of it. Mm hmm. Because sometimes you just have to. And. The worst fanfic is the stuff that's so bad it's not even funny. Yeah, yeah. There's um, there's just some fanfic that that really cries out for for good mocking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. You know, because we've looked at all kinds of fanfic, and um, there is some fanfic that is just so bad you can't even you can't even read it. But I don't know what it is about about some fanfic that. Um, Sometimes it's the Turns writing style. The it does. You know, sometimes it's the writing style and sometimes it's just the idea and the ridiculous things that happen in it. You know, I c couldn't begin to actually tick off the qualities that make something ridicule worthy.
1: Well, it's like you know, certain movies they say are so bad they're good. Yeah you know, camp yeah. classics that mm-hmm. are just so funny, just such howlers and you know,
0: there's a version of that in literature. Yeah. So um, I, you know, I also enjoy reading. Um, like they had recently, um, the British uh, Publishing Awards for the worst sex scenes. <gasps> those are so oh, funny because man. you know those are all from real published books that sometimes yeah. are like on the bestseller lists. Yeah. And those are pretty funny. Yeah. Those yep. are pretty darn funny. But I also enjoy, you know, the um, uh, the Bulwer-Lytton Awards mm-hmm. for the, the intentionally worst written things, yes. which are also extremely funny. So um, if you guys out there happen to run into any really bad fan fiction that's worth reading and having a good laugh over, send it our way. That's right. Because we'd like to see it. We'd like to know about but it. But we really do want more ways to Wake the Coma's Yeah, doctors.
1: Wake the Coma's Those are only 18, and really the game should have 101. How
0: many holidays did we come up with? Oh, let's see. It's Can you uh, scroll down, down here? We came up with 35. We stopped at Cinco de Mayo. Wow. That's a lot. And there have to be more holidays. You know, international holidays. Well, yeah, we've got Greek Easter in there <coughs> and Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Beltane, Canada Day. Did we do Boxing Day? Oh, yeah, yep. I see Boxing Day and Bastille Day. Yeah. yeah. So all all holidays. So there's a lot of Saints Days you can do. Yeah, definitely. For
1: you Catholics. Who yeah, oh, wow. You Saints. could go through the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, so Palm Sunday. <laughs> put them on a donkey. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right yeah tie him tie his little kids stand <laughs> around going when is it my turn to ride <laughs> when the captain wakes up really you know we could have done boxing day that was easy okay do it put him in a box <laughs> <laughs> okay nobody else can do boxing day it's done <laughs> put him in a box and send him through um send him media mail <laughs> and all of the shaking around Valentine's
1: Day. Yeah, draw those little hearts with love stuff written on them. Bing, <laughs>
0: I mean, wouldn't you wake up to make somebody stop that? You know what else we could do for him for Valentine's Day? We could um, set up a kissing booth and just tie him there, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody could come in and kiss him while he's unconscious. That would wake him up. Or what? <laughs> put those
1: red wax lips on him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be good. I like that. I like that very much. That would be good. Yeah. I, you know there are other things that we that we could do to him for Christmas. Oh. You yeah, could yeah. like dunk his head in the eggnog. That would yeah. probably wake him up. That would do it. Yeah. Yeah. You could um you could use him for a Christmas tree? Didn't we think about that? Yeah, you could you, decorate him. Yeah, like, you know, sort of get him upright, prop him upright. Well, you know,
1: I know in in some families certainly mine cannot be the only one. But one of the holiday traditions is when the large bunch of the family is together is if the youngest person there is too young to be able to resist, mm-hmm. such as an infant, you decorate the baby. Oh, really? Yes. Uh. And if there isn't an infant, the first person to fall asleep oh. gets decorated. That, so that's
0: perfect. Yeah, you could decorate him Yeah, easily. that would be good. Mm-hmm. Put a little candle on top of his head, a little tinsel around his yeah. neck. Yeah, That would look pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Were there some others on there that we could, you know, like, just kind of riff on for um, the moment? Mother's Day? Put him in a dress.
1: No, you know what you could do? What? So you could just go up to him and whisper, Jim, it's Mother's Day, and you didn't send your mother a card, and if you don't wake up and fucking call <laughs> her, you will
0: never hear the end of it. Mm-hmm. That would do it. That would definitely work. Um For Bastille Day, we could um, put them in stocks. Oh, uh, you know that would be really that would be good. That would be good. That would work. Now, see for some of these, like um, what is that Canada Day? I, I wouldn't know what you're. Yeah, supposed I to wouldn't. Do. I wouldn't know enough stuff. What about Flag Day? We could wrap him up in a flag. You could display him. <laughs> No, 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 I know. We get a bunch of those, like, those little flags, those four-inch flags mm-hmm. that they give away, and put, like, one in his hand, and behind his ears, and oh. two up his nose, and between <laughs> his toes, and, yeah. you know, and just, like, kind of festoon him with a lot of flags. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, that would be sort of displaying him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of good possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> I like the New Year's Eve one. With the little hat on his head. Oh, yeah. Wakey, wakey. <laughs> wakey, wakey. <laughs> Tell him he's hosting Rockin' New Year's <laughs> Eve. <laughs> wake up. Wake up.
1: Okay, so that is, is your homework now, mm-hmm. is to play the comatose captain game. Mm-hmm. And remember, we will be trademarking that. It will yes. be available as a board game next Christmas mm-hmm. in your stores. Yeah.
0: It's kind of like Twister. Yeah. Yeah. We'll come up with rules. Yeah. Incomprehensible rules. Mm-hmm. That's right. So please send in your suggestions because we want to know how to wake the comatose captain. That's right. <laughs> Get up. Get up, come back here. We were puzzled by this word. By Angel Amy, or what was? Allison Angel. Allison Angel. Allison Angel. Allison Angel.
1: Yeah. How we love her. Okay. And uh, so we said we had never heard that. Right.
0: (laughs) Lena pulled up a picture. Well, I just want to see if you know there was any more Shatner pictures.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we did get some some input from you, and I want to read one here. This came from. Dean Rancevich in Australia, who has Mm -hmm. written to us before, he sent us his daughter's battle cry. But he says, Shame on you both for suggesting that such nonsense, he's from Australia, by the way, we may have idiosyncratic English by your standards, but the thought that Cooter could be Strine, I guess that means Australian, Australian, yeah, Strine, is, (laughs) is really beyond the pale. As my four week old son would say, I'm going to punch you so hard your reincarnation will be a scientific anomaly if you ever suggest such an abominable thing again. And that is his four-week-old son Tristan's battle cry. So we know it's not Australian. Mm -hmm. Um, I speculated to him that perhaps it had something to do with Australia is down under... And some women referred to their cooter as down there. So maybe, you know, we were making a connection there. Dean was very gracious about it. And he did forgive us. And I apologize profusely.
0: Yeah. But we did get kind of another lead on cooter. We did. We did. So um, let me uh, bring that up here. We got um, a comment on the blog. And we do love to get uh, comments on our blog. And this was from Kate in Istanbul. We love having all these far-flung listeners. It's just so wonderful. because they have so so much interesting information. She says, Hi, I'm laughing so hard I can hardly type, but wanted to comment, cooter, snort. (laughs) The only time I've heard this word was when my brother and his wife moved from Berkeley, California to northern Florida. My sister-in-law is a school counselor. One day, one of the girls in primary school where she teaches wore a miniskirt that was short on top and on bottom. One of the other kids said in a very deep southern accent, Her butt's a-crackin' and her cooters a-hootin'. Just had to share that with you. I love your show. <laughs> so that's pretty good. I, I think it must be Floridian. I think so. So some kind of... Some kind of southern thing. It's a
1: southern thing. Well I like y'all and all of y'all. I guess
0: so. So, um if anybody has more information on that, well I guess we don't really need to know, but uh
1: Well we were kinda right when we were trying to guess yeah. where Kuda came from. We we're going, well maybe it's a southern thing. So it sounds still like it might be sounds
0: like Carney's <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but you know what's really weird? Okay, I'm sorry. So while we're talking, I just decided to, to pop it into Google just yes. to see what comes up. And there's a couple of things here, like um, a Dukes of Hazard website, Spring Cooter Fest, um, Professor Cooter's teaching schedule, blah, 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 blah. And there's a whole bunch of things. And then on the right-hand side, in the pay for Google ads, do you know what comes up? Angel Emily? No. um, Allison Angel? No, no, no. It's uh, vaginal rejuvenation. (gasps) Can you believe it? I just choked. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Oh, my God.
1: So everybody, including Google, knows that Cooter means vagina, except us? Apparently
0: so. It turns out. Okay, so here's one of the links. It's to the Urban Dictionary. And, uh... Is that where cooties come from? No, I don't think so. But, you know, I think that this is, like, some new slang, because this was not slang when I was growing up. I mean, there were other slang words, but right. this was not. So, it must be, like, a new slang thing. We're just too old to know it. I guess. Yeah. I wow. feel so out of it. Cooter.
1: Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> Remember, was it Robin... Who wrote a Kirk Spock story where it talked about his man pussy. Oh, yes. Is there a man cooter?
0: I don't know. <laughs> Let's Google that and see what turns man out. Man cooter. <laughs> oh, my God. Man pussy. You know, I've actually seen that in actual real gay porn. It's so scary. Uh, no.
1: Okay, speaking of things men don't have, but people think <laughs> they have like pussies. Yeah. Okay, i got to tell you what I saw at the gym. Oh, yeah? Okay, a guy in gym shorts, yellow ones, bad choice, that I think must have belonged to his kids they're too small for him.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You could see, depending on where you were standing, butt cleavage and male camel toe. <gasps>
0: really? Yeah. Wow. At real, the gym. real camel toe. Real
1: camel toe. Wow. Wow. Wow.
0: Um, so, actually... Now that I'm Googling a little bit more, I see that... <laughs> we'll never stop or now. I know. It's really terrible. I see that Mancooter actually turns up. Yeah. Oh. Which is pretty scary. Okay. So, apparently, it's getting used. <laughs> Nothing wow. that I, I would ever use wow. in a sentence, but, you know. Okay. So, uh... We can stop talking about that now. I okay. think let's, let's let's just let's stop. move on to this let's move uh,
1: on. Boston Legal thing. Yeah, I think you know, those of you who are seeing Boston Legal like in, in the same sort of time frame we are, which is right now, they're in second season. Probably remember at the beginning of. First season, they were running a lot of, beginning of second season, they were running a lot of ads, and one of them was Denny Crane standing with his arms wide open and his pants down around his ankles, and yeah. you can see his shorts, and he's like, you
0: know, yeah, let me have it, you know? I, I put that picture on our blog some, somewhere a long time yeah. back, because it was a funny picture, but there was no episode that went with it. There was no episode. So, this was
1: uh, posted on the Fan Club VBS on the Shatner website, which is Remember we were speculating how they took those already filmed episodes and cut them up to put them into new ones? That's what happened. This is from an episode that was sort of mutilated and folded into uh, the men-to-boys episode, Mm -hmm. which was the sexual harassment one. Here's the synopsis of that. In the face of Lori Colson's sexual harassment lawsuit against Denny Crane, Shirley Schmidt and Paul Lewiston consult Meredith Waters, whose nickname is The Sex Police and take unusual measures to keep the problem from becoming public and ruining the firm. Meredith suggests they try a radical approach and find someone to harass Denny. Meanwhile, in hopes of convincing Chelina Hall not to move back to Texas, now remember oh, we right. liked
0: her. Yeah, she was great.
1: Alan Shore asks her to serve as second chair in a racially charged case. And as the tension between Shore and Chalina grows, so do Tara's suspicions. But Taryn says she and Alan are doing fine when Lori seems suspicious of his involvement with chilena hmm. So, okay, first of all, we know that Boston Legal is not afraid to boldly go where it's absolutely stupid to go. So I'm just going to point out that if somebody is a sexual harassment expert, the last thing they're going to su- suggest is, well, you harass him right yeah. back. Yeah. At that's, but that's probably where this this picture came. And I'm sure uh-huh. that, you know, she they sent Laurie or somebody to go after him, and he went, bring it on, really, baby, really. you know, I'm ready. So um, that's what that was. But um, I find it interesting that they were going to have the character of Chalina Hall on again, because we both really she liked great. her in that death penalty episode. Yep. She was fantastic. She was
0: good. She was strong and... Um, the the actor she's great you mm-hmm. know really really good but um she was a nice foil to Alan oh yeah you know she totally didn't um, buy into some of his craft, and, mm-hmm. you know like yep. that so yeah she was great yeah so uh, that I thought was kind of interesting to yeah. finally get a little backstory on yeah, it. yeah it's nice to find these things out yeah. um let's see oh well we wanted to talk about George Takei yes so uh, as we know um, the Howard Stern is now on satellite radio and To our surprise, uh, somebody filled us in on that, but I I had also read it in the paper. On the very first show, George was there, I think, in the studio. Uh, Right. Serving as the announcer for the show. And the the story is, what I've heard, because I don't have satellite radio
1: either, is that George was there live in the studio for the first week Mm -hmm. and that he's doing taped announcements, you know, like here's Howard or whatever, Mm -hmm. for the rest of it.
0: That's pretty amazing. Well, you know. Good for him. Yeah. It, I'm surprised that he does that, given all the, the um, fun they make of him on that show.
1: Well, I think on that show, sort of everything is fodder for their milk. Kind of yeah. like our show. <laughs> and um, they've obviously had him on as a guest many, many times. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I did hear one thing he, he, he said um, in introducing Howard, he said something about it, and now here's Howard Stern, a man more self-involved than William Shatner. No, <laughs> and That was, uh, I believe, the only reference to Shatner, but I'm thinking um, it, it would be very
0: much like Howard Stern to want to get the two of them on together. That's true. No, that's absolutely true. Um, I have heard that... You can if if you are a person who would want to listen to any of those Stern shows, you can get them off of BitTorrent and other things like that. I'm Not that sure I would, yeah. I I don't think I have the time to do that. But, right, uh, but they're out there in case you're interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I wonder if
1: uh, I don't think Bill would ever do it. Be on with, with yeah, George. With George. Not knowing what um, Howard Stern would try to go the
0: yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't think that would work. Yeah, bad idea. Bill's too busy. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Tuesdays, 10 p.m. ABC. ABC. Um, Speaking of Bill being busy, (laughs) now this, almost no one has heard about. Bill is on a CD with a singer named Brian Evans doing at least one number, and the number I know he does, or at least have read he does, is The Lady is a Tramp. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't know who Brian Evans is, Mm -hmm. and I didn't know, Mm -hmm. I had to go do some research, Brian Evans is, as Bette Midler puts it, definitely a lounge act. <laughs> he is, like, the longest-running lounge act in a second, third, fourth-tier Vegas lounge room. He's, like, incredibly persistent, you know, that he is going to make it. Mm-hmm. And he sort of has billed himself as, you know, a Sinatra-type singer. And if you go to his website, the music that just comes up when you go to the website mm-hmm. will, will put you to sleep. <laughs>
0: Let's try some of that music right now. <laughs> this guy right here, Brian Evans. Where's the music? Look, oh, he- he's a handsome dude.
1: <laughs>
0: music to drowse
1: off by. Really. Music that even John Tesh I can't stop
0: the way I feel. Ooh, I was getting impatient waiting for that next phrase. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's Brian Evans. Okay. You can stop singing now, Brian. Shut him up. There we go. (laughs) Okay, thanks. The
1: last time I checked, there's a part on there where you click through and there it lists all his albums. And this album that Bill is on is not listed there yet. Oh. Wow. Um
0: but we are eager to hear this latest sure. craft cut. Yeah. So, that should be good. Do you, should uh, be so, good. what's his what's Bill's connection with this guy? I you don't do know. You have any idea? I don't know. That's so weird. Is he Bill's illegitimate son? <laughs> Could be. Well, I'm sure there are many of those out there, but <laughs>
1: So, so that's out there. So if anybody um, is a Brian Evans fan, has that CD, yeah, uh, or whatever, we'd love to hear a report on that, or has seen him perform, and maybe Bill was in the audience having drinks. and
0: That would be good. Let's see. It says, oh, did you see this? I don't oh, know. Okay, wait, sorry. So because I'm just <laughs> sitting here with the computer on my lap, I have to Google everything. It says, this is from the European Jazz Network site, crooner Brian Evans, the opening act for Jay Leno... Did you know that? No. No. Joins William Shatner for the terrific new live CD that is being licensed around the world faster than it can be manufactured. The two joined forces to perform a live concert of standards made famous in the American Songbook. William Shatner performs such songs as What Kind of Fool Am I? and others that the listener will surely enjoy as they are also introduced to this fantastic new crooner Brian Evans. Not new. He's got like 15 albums. Out. I saw that. Yeah. So that's interesting. So it's Go to the iTunes store and see if it's there. Okay. <laughs> She'll do anything I tell her. Okay. <laughs> okay. As long as it's on the computer. <laughs> I can do that. Where's the music store? Oh. Hello. Wake up. Let's see. Brian Evans. I'm assuming it's going to be under Brian Evans and not Loon Shatner. Okay, they have a bunch of stuff. Now, he's got a couple albums I know that are called like Brian Evans Live, so. See all. What is it? Rock or Pop? (laughs) Rop. Rop. Or Pac. Pac. It also turns up Charlie Rose Audiobooks. That's so weird. (laughs) Okay. Brian Evans. So they have one album. Yeah. Huh.
1: And it's not that That's one. That's not
0: the one. Let me, um, let me just go back to my my Google for a minute there and see what else this turns up. Because actually I got a couple of hits when I put in his name. Okay. Um, oh, it looks like you can find it on eBay. Really? That's. Go to eBay. Let's see what it is, if it's still there. Oops, this listing is no longer available. Yeah. Let's try the cached version of it. You know, I don't know what I would do without the Google cache. Me neither. I use it all. I love it. Okay. Brian Evans live with special guest, William Shatner. Um, awesome CD, special guest William Shatner. So here's the, the okay. oh, here you go. So um, these are the songs. These are performed by Brian Evans, Mac the Knife, Under My Skin, Nice and Easy, Uh, You, which is an original song, That's Life, World on a String, All the Way, Maybe This Time, New York, New York, and then Shatner does What Kind of Fool Am I, and Lady is a Tramp, and then there's a bonus studio track by Brian Evans called Oh, Look at Me Now. Does it say when this was recorded or where? Um, No, it, it is live, 2000, it says 2000 here, but... That doesn't seem right, does wow. it? Wow. I don't know. Does it say if Bill was drunk?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: does it say if this was karaoke night somewhere? <laughs> now, that would be funny. That would be very funny. Let me um, check out this one other thing. Oh, no, that's that's not right. Okay, well, we'll have to try and dig up a little more information about this. Yeah, I would love to know more about this. Yeah, I, I wonder if we can just find the tracks from it somewhere. Yeah, that's that what I was good, wondering. would be good, since I don't think I really want to buy the whole thing. Well,
1: if, if we sell more t-shirts, enough to go to Shatner Weekend, uh, okay. then we can uh, also buy this.
0: It was, um, they recorded it in Key West, so there's another bit of information. okay. It says, joining the singer for his own style and rendition of the two songs that we just talked about. So that's like some Shatner stuff. Hmm. Well, we'll have to look. Yeah. If anybody knows any more about that, please let us know. Yes. That would be good. Um. Oh, let's see. Do we have other stuff? I don't know. You've got the list. Oh. Where's that big old list? Oh, we talked about that, we talked about that, we talked about that. Geez, I think we've talked about a lot of this stuff. Oh, we should talk about Maynard's tie. Yes, <gasps>
1: yes. You yes. know, Maynard's
0: so wonderful, he sends us these pictures. Yes.
1: Maynard is an Australian media personality. Mm-hmm. And he does his own podcast, his own radio show. He was one of the very first people to to contact us with a thumbs up when we started doing mm-hmm. this. And he sends us uh, some wonderful pictures. And I can't. Uh, when when I when did this come in? When we were
0: talking about well, a couple weeks ago, at least. Yeah, but it was set off by it was, some. Well, wasn't it when the bill was everywhere? Yes, the, the media. Yes. Okay, it's yes. And so
1: um, he's on a necktie, <laughs> and Maynard sent us a
0: picture. It's a great necktie, yes, of the Captain Kirk necktie. So check it off the list. Yes. Bill's been on neckties. How many other guys can you say that? Well,
1: you know what? What? I don't think anything's ever going to beat that moist towel (laughs) up. I was thinking about that and just laughing because I remember how I howled when you dragged that thing out.
0: I'd never seen it. I'd never even thought there could be such a thing. The Star Trek crap in my life. Yeah. It's just amazing. I don't even remember. I'm trying to remember where I got it or... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, like, if I got it for myself because I wasn't that old and, and maybe somebody bought it for me as a Christmas gift or you something. You know what? What? If we went to Shatner Weekend, you could have built uh, autographs. Oh, my God.
1: A little, L- little, t-
0: tiny, little <laughs> tiny thing. I think I have the box that it came in. God, you're amazing. I don't know. I would, You know, that's a really good point. If we did go to Shatner Weekend, I would have to dig through my crap and, and find something unique. Really special. What would you take? I don't know. I've had him autograph the spanking list, mm-hmm.
1: and I've had him autograph that beautiful Kirk Brant drawing yeah. that Killa <coughs> did me. for me. I have always been very tempted to have mm. him autograph that uh, picture taken of him at a con where he's just showing like mad. Wow, But that I'm would so be afraid great. he'd autograph <coughs> across the part I don't want autographed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you don't want to stand there and go, "No, not, not, not there, <laughs> Mr. Shetty, You know, you got to sign a little higher, you know. So I don't know. Maybe I just have him autograph my butt. Have him autograph my look at his butt t-shirt.
0: There's an idea. You know, if uh, we went, we would have to bring him a look at his butt t-shirt. I know. We would. It and would we'd be have complimentary. to We'd have to tell him. We could give him a CD with a bunch of podcasts on it mm-hmm. that he could put on his iPod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's going to listen to that.
1: <laughs> hey, this is the man. Who has the fan portraits of himself in his His garage, garage. like it's this art gallery. Uh, I bet we could get on his iPod. We
0: might already be on
1: his iPod.
0: Bill, if you're listening to this, (laughs) send us a sign. (laughs) (laughs) Send us a signal somehow in the sky. And you know, if, if we get to meet
1: him... I'm gonna just dye it like mad right until ah! that time and then I'm gonna wear I'm gonna be so careful about what I wear and mm-hmm. my makeup because I'm going to meet him. <laughs> Whee! Whee! <laughs> We're gonna meet
0: him. Yeah, we
1: would have to be weirder than Wiggle's fandom. Oh god. We could probably bring Shetner Weekends to a screeching halt. Oh,
0: I know. Well, you know, I just, like the idea of whipping out some piece of Star Trek crap memorabilia like the moist (laughs) towelettes. You know, he would have me hauled away immediately. (laughs) Like, security!
1: (laughs) No, this man signed a spanking list. And security was standing right nearby. He could have gotten me out of there. You know, Bill's a sport.
0: I know. But he thinks... We were totally crazy. What? Maybe he would sign my lightsaber, Dildo.
1: (gasps) But you know what? What? They would never let me bring that on the plane. Oh, no, 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 no. Never, never, See, we'd have to drive down there. Yeah. Yeah, in
0: the trunk of the car. That would be good. We'd get stopped by the police. Uh, Open the trunk, ma'am.
1: Yeah. What's this? Hey, we'd make CNN. (laughs)
0: would be really crazy i'm trying to think of what i would bring now i'm I'm seriously thinking about it yeah well that's good i know there is i mean i don't have pictures like you do i don't Mm -hmm. think i ever actually bought any i do have some of the really old stuff i wish i had a print i'll have to dig it up remember that picture that we found once online that was um a picture of him in his quarters shirtless and it was like we called it the page down picture yes yes that picture is such a beautiful, beautiful picture, I and mean, mm-hmm. it was in such high resolution. I wish I had an actual photograph of well, that. Well, you could get that printed up. Yeah, but it would still wouldn't look as good, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish I, I wish I had a print of the photograph that, right. that was taken from. Right. That I would like to get signed, because it's and such a good For picture. those
1: of you who are wondering, the reason it's <laughs> called the page top picture <laughs> is it was posted somewhere or linked to when uh-huh. I was still hanging out on Askham, and everybody knew what a Shatner fanatic. I was, and somebody said, you have to go to this link and look, and so right after that, in the same thread, somebody posted, (laughs) go over, and somebody, like, wake up, Jungle Kitty, she's fallen asleep on the page, (laughs) down key, because it's shot from the waist up, Mm -hmm. it's a gorgeous black and white picture, he's totally shirtless, and the implication looking at it is that he's totally nude, so of course you'd be trying (laughs) to (laughs) scroll down, I want to see the rest of it. It's yeah. a great picture. That's a, a great. Pic- well, maybe we'll have to find that and at least post it in the blog, yeah. so, I hope so everybody can else see it. can wear out their scroll down, empty, and page down keys. it is really gorgeous.
0: Well, I don't know. I don't know what else I would bring for him to sign. I'd we we have would have plenty it. of time to to go through your stuff and decide yeah. what it should be. I could bring my um my Star Trek Viewmaster reels. Yeah, those are hard to find.
1: Yeah. yeah well, nothing's harder to find than the moist towel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Those are so incredibly valuable. Oh, yes. Oh, very much yes. Oh, man. Well, you know, I remember um, when
1: the Star Trek movies were coming out for a few years there, I was working at a place that um, we did the, the the typing that was eventually sent to typesetting for the press kits on a lot of different mm-hmm. movies. And I kept saying, if we ever get one of the Star Trek movies, I want... One of the press kits we oh, never that would be did, great. and we did do one of the Star Trek movies, and we couldn't uh, get the kits ourselves. Uh,
0: that's too bad.
1: Yeah, because that would have been kind of neat to have. Yeah, I don't Especially think. Especially if th- I had,
0: you know, been the person who typed some of it. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, they obviously had photographs for when the movies came out, but I don't think they gave away a lot of stuff. No, you know, like no. trinkets and things like that. No, no. Yeah. Well, no, I, I remember.
1: Through various connections, getting to go to a special showing of Top Gun, mm-hmm. the Tom Cruise Air Force mm-hmm. movie, and uh, and they were giving stuff away. We all got some some stuff, and the funniest thing is, it was all women at this 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 uh-huh. showing. We're all in line waiting to get in, and then they started letting us in. And one of the ushers, I just about caused a riot by jokingly shouting out. I'm sorry, ladies, we are out of the inflatable Tom Cruise dolls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's very funny. The other fun thing was this was in New York. It was Uh when I lived there. And just as the lights went down and they start showing it, and there's like his name on the Uh screen, this woman behind us goes, That Tom Cruise is so cute. (laughs) That was great. <laughs> that's a riot. So that was a little off track, but it's um, kind of fun.
0: That's okay. Can I, well, I can follow it up with another off track story. Okay. I think I, I told you this because we weren't together. It was when I saw um, the third Lord of the Rings movie, mm-hmm. Return of the King. Maybe you were with me. No, I can't remember because I saw it several times. Okay. And I it, know I was with you at least once. Yeah. So one of the times that I saw it, um, it the theater was not that crowded. And um, towards the, not the end of the movie, but... Um, when Frodo is recovering and he's in his bed and there's a scene where the music's playing and one by one, the members of the fellowship come in and jump on the bed and all that. And when Orlando Bloom steps into the doorway, wearing his, his very, um, prissy outfit with the high collar, this woman sitting like two rows in front of me went, Oh, (laughs) like in this, like sort of catching her breath, like, like, (laughs) like, Oh, and it was really loud. (laughs) Oh, And everybody in the theater cracked up laughing, including her, I think. She just doubled over. Because it was a totally spontaneous reaction to this <gasps> Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so funny. I will always remember that. About oh, I wasn't movie. with you that, that time. That was hilarious. Oh, my God. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, did I
1: ever tell you about the time, um, you know, the Miz, the Broadway show. Uh-huh. uh-huh. We must have seen it three or four times. We loved it, and we were always taking people who were visiting, mm-hmm. you know, it to see this show. And, you know, I just I just love getting totally wrapped up in something emotionally. And if it gets teary, then I'm just, woo you know, I love that. This is one of the great joys in my life. So one of the times when we saw it, there was an old man sitting behind us who was is sort of not quite following and his daughter next to him or whoever mm-hmm. it was was cluing him in and it was getting really annoying but finally like you know they settled down and that was it so you go through this whole thing and you know Fontaine dies and then you go through the whole show and the ghost of her comes on again mm-hmm. at the end and it, you know it's very moving and jean valjean is dying and i'm in tears and i we had friends with us and i was ripping up my kleenex and passing <laughs> it down the road because they didn't have it and everybody's just like oh, loving it, and the old man wakes up <laughs> and goes, It's that girl! <laughs> <laughs> and uh-huh. we just lost
0: it. It, like, totally shattered the whole moment. That's really funny. It is. <laughs> well, now that everybody's really sick about <laughs> hearing these ridiculous stories of Boston audience members? Oh, my God. Yeah, well, I, I think we've babbled on I, I think we've babbled enough. So um, next time around, we're going to have um, more Trek stuff. I was thinking as we were recording the show that there was not a lot of Trek stuff for us to talk about. You know, what
1: I was thinking the other day, too, is because we were busy doing our Christmas special, and there's so much Boston Legal and so much mm-hmm. Bill News to do, that I'm so glad we did... Alexander the Great because we haven't been doing a lot of look at his butt. Yeah, yeah. So I think we need to to get out some episodes. Yes. And uh, look at his
0: butt. Look at his EVE. Start yeah. it going back into that. So yeah, let's yeah. try and do that very soon. We will. We're gonna we're gonna pick some episodes and watch them and and do um, you know in depth analysis and a lot of screen caps and stuff because there's a lot of butt in those original episodes oh. and it needs to be talked about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we're the gals to do it. We're
0: absolutely the gals to do it. So um, until the next time we see you all, please go to Cafe Press and buy a T-shirt. Tuesday at 10. (laughs) Send us to to Shatner weekend. Yeah, send us to Shatner weekend so we can tell you all about it. And maybe record Bill saying, look at my butt. Because that would be so cool. Or get the whole fan club to yell, look at his his butt. That would be great. That would be very cool. That would be great. All right. So uh are we done? We're done. We're done. We'll see you next time. <laughs>